Welcome aboard, fans. This is Joe Public on Radio Nope. This is the public record. Needed a 
Citizens from all over the world. This is Captain America calling. I bailed you out when you were down on your knees. So will you catch me now? I'm falling.
you know, so I'm not judging, you know, your, your, your faith. Do whatever you got to do to get by, right? Jesus, Buddha, Allah, Yahweh, the Marvel Universe, I think, works for some people. <laughs> it's a very popular belief system. They claim that it isn't, but I think it kind of is because I've poked at the Marvel Universe fans, and they react like religious fanatics. They, and it's dug in there pretty deep. They'll, they will claim, the grown male nerd children, will claim <laughs> that it's just entertainment and why do I gotta be some sort of buzzkill? Why am I bullying them? Well, quite frankly, I think at this point, nerd culture, I'm punching up, all right? They're no longer, you know, the huddled weirdos. They, they now sort of run the cultural apparatus. And I'm not, like, I'm not saying, yeah, I am saying it's a shitty thing, but what I'm saying, <laughs> is that I think it's a belief system and I don't think they're willing to admit that. There's a couple of bubbles, you know? You've got the, the Fox News bubble, which is evil and malignant. You've got the broader Christianity bubble, which can go either way. And then you've got, you know, the, the Marvel Universe bubble, which is culturally malignant, and, but not as evil as Fox, but it's troubling. Troubling for a couple of reasons. One of them culturally is being like, if you're a grown up who uh, doesn't feel like they need or want to see those movies, you kind of feel bullied into going and you have to literally resist. Like, I'm not going to go because you know people, they're like, ah, maybe it'll be fun. Don't go, don't do it. Don't give in, you're a grown up and you don't know what it'll do to your brain. Brains are very soft. They're a lot softer than we assume. There's a lot of people that are, you know, allowing themselves to become stupid and they don't even know it. And it's sad when you're their friend. So, <laughs> but like, you know, for grown-up movies, the, you know, the studios put so much money into those Marvel movies and it kind of pushes the grown-up movies into your home, which is fine. But it, you know, sometimes you want to see a movie like a movie with an audience, not just with your cat in my case. So. <laughs> You know, it, sometimes because of Marvel movies, you have to drive 25, 30 miles to a smaller theater to see a good adult independent film with other human beings, like-minded people, where you all get to leave at the end, confused by the ending. <laughs> and you can overhear other people saying things like, did he die at the end or he didn't? Why is that not clear? Well, I think the director wants us to be having this conversation. Well, I don't like it. Why can't we know whether he died or not? It seems important to the movie. Well, see, it clearly had an effect on you. Is this the effect you want, though? But Marvel movies... See, the reason I think it's a belief system is most of... Some of these guys are my age, the fans of Marvel movies, and they've been reading, like, Marvel comic books since they were, like, nine. Like, four to ten titles a month for, like, what, 40 years? I mean, come on, like those of you who read the Bible when you were a kid, you got away from it probably, you know, you lapsed a little bit. You don't read the Bible now unless you find a lump in your armpit or something, you know, but it sort of got away from you. These guys still read four to 10 titles a month and you're gonna tell me that doesn't run deeper than just entertainment? Come on, there is a lot of grown male nerd children that when their life gets scary and existential and fucked up, you know, they bow down and go like, oh, Endgame will be out soon. Like, when is the next one coming? And I think they believe it deeper than you're assuming they believe it. And I think it's fine. You know, Jesus, Iron Man, doesn't matter really. These are, these are good stories. They're good stories, good and evil, redemption. And oddly, you know, both of them, you know, could come back. Like, <laughs> Iron Man died at the end of the last movie, but it's possible 
that he could come back. I think a lot of grown male nerd children are hanging on to hope and they kind of know like he'll be back. And Jesus, of course, is prophesied. So, you know, we're on, we're on the precipice of, of two resurrections, folks. <laughs> public record that was split ends with i got you before that the kinks did catch me now i'm falling and devo started us off with secret agent man there you go 
That's what's happening. Oh, and I, I threw in a totally pirated segment of Mark Marin's latest Netflix special, because, yeah, hey, it's kind of like internet pirate radio or something here on Radio Nope. I'm not in the garage this week. If you tune in last week, I was in the garage. It's warmer where I am now. I'm actually in my office. It's, 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 kind, of, it's kind of weird, actually. This is not a space I associate with creativity or, you know, overall coolness. It's, it's kind of a space that I associate with work. You know, like just like being at work because I work from home. Have I mentioned that? I work from home. So, okay, so if you're one of the states where they're telling you to uh, stay home or shelter in place right now, um, your life is really different from how it usually is, right? My life isn't. My life is just this compressed, stressed-out version of what I do all the time. Ha! <laughs> eh, I, you, you don't need to provide me with any sympathy, you know. It's, it's fine. I, I, I got it. I, I'm gonna be cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna play some more music... I'm doing this trick tonight where I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to um, draw you in with some really safe kind of white bread stuff, and then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make it kind of black. China or a train 
listening to Joe Public on the public record. That was Blue Oyster Cult with Dr. Music. Before that, Susie Quattro did 48 Crash. And I started that off with the Human League. These are the things that dreams are made of. Hope you're enjoying the show. This is a little something by Red Rider. Lunatic Ranch I 
this stuff because I feel like right now there's a lot of tension. Blacks and cops aren't getting along. I don't know if you've seen the news in the past 400 years, but... <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Apparently, we've hit a rough patch. <laughs> My brother's a cop, actually. I don't fuck with him. <laughs> I love him, I love him, I just don't, I don't fuck with him. Not right now, it's too hot. <laughs> I only see him Thanksgiving. And even then, I'm like, I'm reaching for the potatoes. <laughs> he hates that shit, he doesn't find it funny at all. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> we can't agree on anything anymore. As a country, we just can't agree. We just fight about everything. We can't even agree on Black Lives Matter. That's a controversial statement. Black Lives Matter. Not matters more than you, just matters. <laughs> matters. <laughs> Just matters. <laughs> That's where we're starting the negotiations. <laughs> matters. We can't agree on that shit. What the fuck is less than matters? <laughs> Black lives exist. Can we say that? Can we say... <laughs> is that controversial? <laughs> we always ask for the lowest common denominator. We ask for the lowest rights. Gays were fighting for equal rights. Equal rights. That's, could you believe that's an actual stance you could have? You could be for equal rights? That means there's people out there saying, I think everybody should have the same rights as everyone else. And there's other people like, nah, son, I disagree. <laughs> I just don't think so. Black people was fighting for civil rights, not even equal. <laughs> Just civil. Can we get civil? Can we get, I'll take civil rights. Just be civil. We want civil. Can we get civil? Turn the fucking hose off. Can we just get. <laughs> they don't tell you black lives don't matter. That's not what they say. That's not the argument. They hit you with that slick shit. Like, well, all lives matter. Really? Semantics? <laughs> that would be like if your wife came up to you and was like, do you love me? And you were like, baby, I love everybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love all God's creatures. What are you saying? You're no different. <laughs> Why do black people always have to get over shit so quickly? Thanks, black lady. <laughs> right? Why, why, do we, why do we always gotta get over shit? Every time we bring some shit up. Slavery, oh, that was 400 years ago. <laughs> Segregation, oh, you, you guys got Black History Month out of it. Come on, we, we gave you February. <laughs> Police shooting, that, that was two weeks. Come on, you still, still? <laughs> 9-11, oh, never forget. 
That's the Commodores here on the public record. This is Joe Public. That's too hot to trot. Before that, Mel Brown, Chicken Fat, and Rick James with Mary Jane. Gee, I wonder what that song could be about. Hmm, let me ponder that for a moment. <laughs> Red Rider started that off with Lunatic Fringe. That's where that that's that whole bait and switch thing I did to some of you folk. You know, you don't want to admit that it's not even an admission. You know, it's it's like this funny thing. Um, yeah, white people really don't get honest about music much. Like, it's a generational thing, and, you know, don't at me, bro, about this, but, okay, at me, whatever, talk to me about it. I'm... Because it's like my daughter, my daughter's 14. My daughter is just, she's an omnivore of music. Like like an utter and total omnivore. She listens to hip-hop and classic rock and pop and country. And she does not give a shit. Doesn't matter where it came from. Doesn't matter who did it. Doesn't matter why. Do I like it? I listen to it. That's it. But but so, like, my generation, which, you know, is probably, like, the same generation as most of my friends, my generation, like, we, we grew up in this weird little melting pot where we didn't put things in buckets. But then when we were in high school, all of a sudden the, the record business put everything in a bucket. And, and I can actually remember, like, I, I worked at a record store and I can remember the week when the record company folks came in and told us to move the Prince records in with the rock stuff. And we're like, why? You told us all, all the R&B, all, all the black artists go over in the R&B section. And, and they went, no, no, because Purple Rain came out. And so now, like, white kids are looking for his records, but they're afraid to walk over into that part of the record store. I'm, I'm not making that up. That, that literally happened in California. Like, not Mississippi. <laughs> oh, did I say that or think it? Uh. Anyway, Joe Public, Public Record, and I'm playing music at you. Uh, so why don't I do more of that and less talking? Well, all right. Start ya. Citizens of the universe, recording angels. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year group. Well, all right. You hear the noise? Ain't nobody but me and the boy. Dipping your hip and come on to the mothership. Loose boots, doing the bump. Hustle 
Hitman on the mother ship. When cable horns blow, you better be ready to go. Swing low. Time to move on. Light years and time ahead of our time. Free your mind and come fly with me. It's hip on the mother ship. you're at the computer get on the internet go to wikipedia when you get to wikipedia in the search field for wikipedia i want you to type in japanese americans 1942 and you'll find out all about your precious fucking rights okay all right you know about it you know about it yeah. in 1942 there were 110,000. Japanese-American citizens and good-standing, law-abiding people who were thrown into internment camps simply because their parents were born in the wrong country. That's all they did wrong. They had no right to a lawyer, no right to a fair trial, no right to a jury of their peers, no right to due process of any kind. The only right they had, right this way, into the internment camps. Just when these American citizens needed their rights the most, their government took them away. And rights aren't rights if someone can take them away. They're privileges. That's all we've ever had in this country is a bill of temporary privileges. And if you read the news even badly, you know that every year the list gets shorter and shorter and shorter. You see how soon that the uh, menu has pictures of the food on it.
got the look you actually you 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 look marvelous <laughs> hey, this is joe public in the public record on radio nope i was prince and sheena easton with you got the look it's a great song i remember uh when that v- uh, when that song came out, the video ran on MTV, and I actually had n- never registered Sheena Easton in my eyes before that, and then and she sort of really registered. <laughs> it's all truth here, folks. I'm not hiding anything from you. 
Before that, the Gap Band, Burn Rubber on Me, War Did the Cisco Kid, and Parliament started us off with Mothership Connection. Yeah. And I squeezed some other, you know, philosophically minded stuff in there for you because you needed that. You need you need it. It's important. You gotta have it. You need brain think. <laughs> Brain think. Oh. Uh. So, does anybody know if COVID-19 causes your brain to rot? Because, okay, so, I'm going to share. So, my family went on a cruise um, in December. Uh, my my mother-in-law decided we all needed to to go on a cruise together and so she that was that was our christmas gift and it was actually it was really awesome i mean really exciting i think the entire industry should be shut down cuz it's morally bankrupt but it was really nice it was a lot of fun and um we came back from the cruise and like within I don't know, less than two weeks. Uh, my daughter got really, really sick. And, I mean, like, super, super sick. Like, so bad she had to go to the ER kind of thing. Um, she was in so much pain, having so much trouble breathing. And they and they swabbed her nose to, to check for influenza, and she did not have it. That will that's a little seed that carries forward into the story later. So then I got it. And I shit you not. The pain from the muscle aches, the fever, the like the pain in my lungs was worse than the pain I experienced with the appendicitis that nearly killed me when I was eight years old. Nearly killed me. I'm not exaggerating. That's a really long story. I will not tell it here, but I almost died. And this, whatever this virus was that I had was was actually more painful and more brutal than that. Fever was really high. Like I got up to like 104 at one point. So then my son got it. And he, like the same thing. I mean, he was just wiped out. Like an anvil had fallen on him. My wife didn't get it which we thought was really, really weird. We still think that's really weird. Um, So, here's the thing. Kid got her nose swab for the flu, and she didn't have the flu. So they said, we don't know what you have. Go home. Drink lots of fluids. Rest. It's entirely possible that our entire household has already, like, three quarters of our household has already had this virus that everybody's sheltering over. Interestingly enough, one of the articles I read about um, this coronavirus said that, um, one, women, adult women, are less susceptible to infection from it than men, and also people with O-negative blood seem to have some sort of natural immunity. Well, my wife has type O negative blood. So, hooray, I'm glad she didn't get it because she's got some issues with asthma and, and lung problems and I don't I really like her and don't want her to die. Um, but 
wow, just, uh, uh, that, that, that was our experience of, of just, uh, so if we in fact had COVID-19, um, you don't want to get it. Just saying whatever we had, you don't want it. That's, that's kind of the deal right there. So I'm going to get back to, to the, uh, music playing. Here's some Peter Tosh. Thank you. 
flashing lights in and a rolling thunder I'm dangerous, dangerous I'm like a stepping racer, don't you watch my size I'm dangerous, I'm dangerous Oh, 
people come to me and they say, Steve, how can you be so fucking funny? <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, I'm not trying to be a big shot, but I have the gift that uh, all the great comedians have, and I'm talking about the one element that is crucial to all delivery of comedy material. I'm talking about, of course, timing. Timing, timing, timing. <laughs> but I feel good tonight. I finally figured out my goals in life. And this is the important thing. This is what I have done. See, the important thing in knowing your goals is not to set some big, impossible goal that you can never reach. You've got to have a series of smaller goals that you can accomplish and get the reward and move on to the next one. And this is what I've done. My goal now, I want to be the all-being master of time, space, and dimension. <laughs> then I want to go to Europe. Some people don't like me because I'm an individual. Pardonnez-moi! Yes, yes. The immortal Steve Martin. Uh, it's that kind of it ruined my whole theme of uh, I'm not doing a white thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before that, Sly and Robbie with Daphne. Oh my god. Is there a... No. There isn't. There was never, never a better rhythm section. Never. They, they were the best. Just the best. Um, Ten Foot Ganja Plant did Blood Money before that. Before that, Dave and Ansel Collins did Double Barrel. And Peter, Peter Tosh, Peter Tosh, Peter Tosh, that step and razor that like oh that groove in step and razor just kills me it's it's amazing this is joe public you're listening to the public record on radio nope yeah and i got about 20 minutes more to go here 20 minutes wow that's a lot it's kind of a lot how are you doing you hanging in there you muddling through i mean Seriously, because like none of I don't know. Okay, maybe maybe you're in Florida, where the governor's too stupid to know that this is a serious thing, and you're you're still just doing your stuff, right? Or you're in, you know, some other state. There's other states. There's other parts of the world where they're they're just, they are not with the program here, and they don't get it, right? Maybe you're there. Maybe you're like, eh, big deal, Joe. What's going on? But, uh, no, if you're not, like, if it's not just no big deal, how you doing? You hanging in? You gonna be okay? I hope so. Blood, 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 blood and fire. Blood, blood, blood and fire.
on fire. Blood, 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 blood on fire.
studio than King Tubby. Nobody. Nobody. Sorry. That was King Tubby. Zion Gate Dub. Toots and the Maytals did Pressure Drop. Ninety and the Observer started with Blood and Fire. And I wasn't trying to make a commentary like, you know, we're all gonna end in Blood and Fire. <laughs> Maybe I was. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. This is Joe Public on the Public Record here on Radio Nope. Uh, I got like 10-ish minutes to go. I'm going to fill a lot of that up with music, if not all of it. Um, it's been fun. See you next week, guys and gals and uh, other letters of the alp- alphabet. <laughs> oh, dear. Worse at this than I used to be.
Les allées 